Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn and this is Rewilding. Here we go. New moon. First new moon of 2024. So if you feel like New Year's was not the new start, the new beginning that you were looking for, you're all good, right? This is the first new moon of the year. And here's a little tip if you missed this one. Don't worry, there's like the Chinese New Year. There, You know, there's all kinds of <laughs> other, I don't know, astrological kind of mother nature supported new beginnings, but this is definitely one of them. I really like this new moon. There's some beautiful aspects, some very supportive aspects. It's a very destiny, destined, fated new moon, very much about our soul's purpose. It's squared to the nodes of fate. This can also point to what will be happening for us in April during the eclipses, right? So eclipses are times of big change. They're times of the nodes of fate being very, very lit up. And this is a little, it's like a little bit pointing to it. I kind of feel weirdly, if you're a person who gets very affected by eclipses, I kind of feel like if we can hmm, bring some intention to our nodes of fate, to our, you know, if you don't know what that is necessarily, it's just your soul's greatest unfolding, your soul's path. Your follow your bliss, Joseph Campbell, right? Like, how do you stay in your destiny line? Follow your bliss, follow your bliss, follow your bliss. What lights you up? What lights you up? Like, what turns you on? That's true north. That's true north. And we keep facing that and we keep walking toward that. And I feel like this is the little something extra, extra that I don't talk about in the main podcast. But I feel like if we can put a little bit of intention and time into it now on this new moon, we're going to have a smoother eclipse, right? So come end of March, April, that's the first eclipse season, we'll have a smoother eclipse. So I don't know, feel into that for yourself if it feels true. Gosh, put some time into soul purposes, truest true north. I've been doing tons of different practices in the last couple of podcasts. We do tons of that in Bones. We do truest true north. I mean, that's the whole point of rewilding membership is our truest true north. It's called living close to the bone because it's about living on that razor's edge of true self, right? Our greatest potentials, our truest true north. What is that? And kind of supporting us all, myself included, right? To keep coming back to that, to keep coming back to that, to opening up to new ways, to what's the current astrology of the moment that really supports me uh, to do that, to, to live our greatest destiny. Uh, like, well, I don't know what can be greater than that in this life. I really don't. Uh, so yeah, if that sings to you, memberships, actually, we've got a 20% off thing going on this month. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? Uh, so if that sings to you, now's the time to get in. There's a year membership. Uh, you can get a couple months for free if you want to just really commit to a true north path this year. That's happening. Uh, I loved our January circle. We'll throw some details down below so you can feel into it a little bit more. But we won't do this 20% deal very long. So if you're hearing about this, um, you definitely want to check it out. It definitely will not be going on past January. Um, so yeah, just check it out. If that sings to you, we'd love to share, I don't know, all like the, the big, deep, wild, rewilding practices with you in there. Okay, uh, I think that's enough. Uh, I just want you to get every last drop of goodness that you can out of this episode. May it bring you lots of creative ideas, ways of 
deepening into this new moon, ritual ideas, meditation ideas, reflective questions. Uh, I don't know. May it just really support your path forward. All right. Enjoy the episode. New moon on January 11th. Let's do the down and dirty version of rewilding astrology. All right. First thing, it's a Capricorn new moon. What does that mean? It's foundational. It's earthy. It's grounded. It's the goat. It's the goat walking up the mountain, right? It's one step at a time toward our goals, toward what it is that we want to really create in this life. What do we want to build? Capricorn is a building sign. Here's the other thing about this new moon is that while it is new chapters, new beginnings, fresh starts, planting seeds, it feels like it's supporting choices we've already made. You feel for yourself, but it feels like it's kind of things that we, maybe we don't know that we made these choices already, but somewhere deep down, we've already made these choices. And now it's like planting the seeds, the fresh starts, the new beginnings to support those like deeper uh, trajectories that we've signed up for, those deeper, I don't know, soul contracts we've signed or deeper, like we've made decisions on a deeper basis about changes in our lives. This is a greater aspect going on, but now it's like, what is it that I maybe didn't know that I decided. So this is kind of a good time to feel into and to just like see if you can shine a light on. What is it that I have signed up for that I maybe don't know I signed up for? What is it that I've said yes to that I'm barely conscious of saying yes to. Maybe you've said yes to a deeper healing journey. Maybe you've said yes to uh, exploring new relationships this year. Maybe you've said yes to focusing on the embodiment of soul to a deeper degree this year, but you're not quite aware of it. So it's a really good time to kind of bring some consciousness to that and to just like sit with it, meditate with it, free flow, right? Dream into it. Ask the question, like, like, what have I said yes to that I'm not sure I said yes to, right? What have I signed up for that I'm not sure I've signed up for? Getting conscious of those things is super, super, super valuable right now. As conscious as we can, even if it's like a little inkling, even if it's like a tiny little inkling. And then here's the interesting thing is that this particular moment in time might be calling for a little bit of a hmm, slow down or contraction for greater growth. Like a little bit of a, like I can talk about rewilding for a moment, just like the team and where rewilding is headed and programs and offerings. And you know, like what is the direction of rewilding and how it feels to me is that it's like long-term, short-term losses for long-term gains. So feel into that for your life. This is Capricorn. Capricorn's all about the long game. Capricorn doesn't give a shit about the spread. Capricorn is like the turtle versus the hare, right? So if you ever read that little childhood myth story about the turtle versus the hare, Capricorn's the turtle, does not care about the spread at all. Capricorn's like, look, if it's a short-term um, uh, a short-term win f to deny a long-term gain, we ain't going for the short-term win right? So feel into like short-term losses for long-term gains, short-term losses, short-term contractions, short-term 
pauses to deepen into something to build like it's a building moment so building building for goals that take a little bit longer a life that takes a little bit longer to create a relationship like wow i really want this amazing relationship and i want like deep trust trust takes time to build and so it's it's this um it's this real like slowing down so that we can do real fulfilling things in our lives. We can really accomplish some stuff. Uh, that's Capricorn. That's, that's Capricorn. So that's this new moon in Capricorn. And the fact that it's square the nodes of fate makes this very, very fated. It's very, very destined. That's your destiny line. It's square to the nodes. It's stunning. It's powerful. It makes it more soulful and deeper like deeper purposes deeper missions like instead of just like oh this is my you know like what i want on my vision board it's like no this is my sole purpose <laughs> and this is what i'm building for is my sole purpose so let those deeper aspects be there if that feels true for you um, another aspect just to kind of play a little bit into the feminine, let's talk about the feminine. What's the feminine doing in the chart? So two things that I want to bring into our conversation around the feminine is Venus, right? Goddess of love, goddess of beauty is trying to Chiron, wounded healer. Love can heal deeper wounds love can alchemize more love can conquer all so sort of feel into that and really this is a great moon for leaning into love for healing love for alchemizing love for transforming love like really lean into that feminine gift of love i um had a very very uh wise <laughs> elder teacher at one point in my life and you know i think she was maybe in her late 60s at this time she goes you know she was very shamanic based and she'd been doing decades decades of of facilitating decades of she's really amazing healer uh decades of it she goes you know the older i get the simpler it gets it's just love it's just love I don't need all the bells and whistles. I don't need to light the candles. I don't even need the drums or the, you know, like whatever sound healing sort of things. It's just love. It's just, it's just love. Like, and however I can, however I can get love to transfer and to permeate, to penetrate something. I don't, I don't care. Right. It's just love. And that's kind of this moment in time. So Chiron's very shamanic, very like very earthy. Uh, he's like medicine man, right? Medicine man. But also in this medicine man really points to deepest wounds, like deepest wounds. <laughs> those little, those little thorns in our side, they just like keep coming around, you know, like, uh, for some of us, it's like, oh, I have the abandonment wound, or I have the witch wound, or I have like such deep inner child wounding. Um, and whatever it is, that can kind of feel very chironic for us. But the beautiful thing about Chiron is under our deepest wounds lie our greatest gifts. Under our deepest wounds lie our greatest gifts. And these wounds, they're teachers. These wounds are teachers. Let them be a teacher of like acceptance, of uh, a, a, 
loving self more, of accepting self more, of accepting more aspects of life, um, more forms of creation that we maybe had a hard time loving before. Can we love the seemingly unlovable? That's this Venusian Venus trying Chiron right now, is this serious capacity to love the unlovable, to love ourselves, to love others, to love right? Love. Let love heal. Let love awaken. Let, let love gift. Let love be a wisdom. So that's really beautiful. The other thing that I'm really excited about is Parvati, is conjunct Mars, who is trine to Jupiter. So Parvati is... I'll say it like this. No, here's the doorway in, I feel. Parvati is an archetypal feminine goddess energy uh, that really holds the wisdom of sacred union, really holds the wisdom of uh, the seemingly dualistic nature or opposing nature of masculine and feminine. She holds it together in herself. She can surrender over her masculine or her feminine to another to dance in that divine union with another. She can also dance within herself. She can also dance with it in the world. I love this. I love, there is a deep wisdom um, held in Parvati. It's also a feminine energy of um, peace. It's really a feminine energy of peace. Like she's at peace. There's no longing, right? There's no, I'm half, I'm half full. My, there, there isn't that. Um, it's like she knows the wisdom of the longing. The feminine longing has such wisdom, right? It's what calls things in. It's what magnetizes. It's what, you know, like the feminine do without doing, right? Create without doing. She knows that, but she doesn't live in the pain of that. She can switch that capacity on, but she doesn't live in the deep longing of it, right? Because some of us who've started to explore deeply in our feminine, we start to realize, oh my God, there's so much pain. I don't want to go in there. There's so much pain because I'm always longing for love. I'm, my feminine is always longing for connection, always longing for love. That's, that's the gift of the feminine. But Parvati is a mature feminine essence where that is no longer <laughs> painful. <laughs> that sounds crazy. It's no longer painful. It's not that it's not there. It, but it's like the gifts of that, the wisdom of that has been, she's been steeped in the wisdom of that, steeped in the gifts of that. Um, and she can live, live in that. And it doesn't hurt, right? It doesn't hurt. She's not trying to run away from the longing, right? She's not denying it. She's not numbing out to it. She's come into the gifts of working with the longing and how that deep feminine longing magnetizes things in. It was no while. Like that's one of the, the most frequently asked about things in rewilding is how do I step into feminine magnetism? Have you accessed the deep, deep, deep longing in your heart? Deep. I mean, deep longing in your heart. And until we're able to like peel back those layers and, uh, <laughs> and, and feel those feels, um, that gift typically doesn't come online. It doesn't, it doesn't that, that capacity. And maybe if it does come online, it's like a little minuscule, right? A little minuscule magnetism capacity, but it's like the power of the longing 
we have to be able to embody it. We have to be able to endure it, and it takes a kind of strength. But Parvati is a really beautiful archetypal energy, a beautiful Shakti, right? A flavor of that divine feminine energy that we can work with directly in our bodies and embody that to awaken these gifts. Beautiful. So she's conjunct Mars, trining Jupiter. Trining Jupiter just makes it bigger. Um, the gifts, the blessings, right? It makes things very accessible. So Parvati is very accessible and feel into that with that trying to, uh, with that Venus trying to Chiron. This is like feminine magic. There's a lot of feminine magic. Think sacred sexuality. Lot of magic in sacred sexuality right now. It doesn't have to be expressed with the partner, but letting that sexual energy be mixed with love. This is another place to work. If you haven't mixed sexual energy with love and the highest good intention and grace and the divine, holy moly, work there, right? When you can mix grace, divine energy with sexual energy, you are a powerhouse. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are a powerhouse of creating, right? So that's a place to potentially open up to things to meditate on during this new moon if you're called to it. Um, so if we feel more into this feminine magic, there's the sacred sexuality piece. There's the loving the unlovable, um, those practices like Tonglin practice where I take in um, the dark, right? Dark can be pain, dark can be wounded, can be your own. I take that in, I alchemize that, and I pour that out as golden love. I take in, um, it's a Tonglin practice. It's not for everybody. You're like, fuck that. I ain't taking in the dark. Yeah, well, it's one of those practices that's going to shift the entirety of your gosh darn life and your heart and your capacity to alchemize, not just for the world or for your family or for outside of yourself, but for yourself, right? Um, as within, so below, as, as, as within, so without, as above, so below, right? I don't know. Just something to feel into. I'm giving you lots of different practices. Um, and, and, you know, of course, be discerning and feel into what serves you and what you're really called to during this new moon. Uh, okay, so let me feel for any of the other feminine stuff. Um, a feminine piece to potentially think about with Parvati. So Parvati being conjunct Mars, that's warrior. But you can feel into like warrior for sacred union. Um, the warrior, the masculine, like the masculine fighting for... Uh, your own masculine, right? The masculine in the world fighting for love, high level love, fighting for wisdom love, right? That's poverty, high level love, wisdom love, fighting for um, next forms of relationship. Poverty really shows us how to be in next level relationship, next level intimacy, next level partnership, next, next level, next level, next level, next level, next level. And so fighting for that. And Mars having this capacity to um, move through, right? Move through blocks, move through barriers. That's the warrior, right? Like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move through that. And that's really stunning and really beautiful. So just something else to kind of feel into or meditate on if you feel to. All right, let's go back. Um, I do wanna definitely talk about this and invite us all to kind of keep January 19th, 20th, 21st, depending on where you're at. For some of us, it'll be the 20th and 21st. For some of us, it's the 19th and 20th. Uh, 19th and 20th, the sun conjoins Pluto. So the sun conjoins Pluto. They are together moving into Aquarius. Sun goes first on the 19th, right? 
touches Pluto, this is that bigger theme that's going on of deep transformation. This is huge. This will be one of the big things for 2024. And I will make that video for us. I promise I'm getting to that. Uh, we've been holding this free week of mystery school. Maybe you were there with us. It was fucking beautiful. And I'm crazy grateful for the 12,850 <laughs> souls who journeyed into the first week of mystery school with us. Um, deep bow uh, is really beautiful to do that. Um, but now I have a little more energetics freed up now that I'm not holding that space. Um, and so I will be able to get that 2024 astrology video out to us. But that Pluto into Aquarius happening on January 20th or 21st, depending on where you're at, right? Sun goes first on the 19th, then Pluto goes on the 20th, at least for us here in America. That is one of the big things happening this year in 2024, right? Is Pluto moving into Aquarius. He's going to dip back into Capricorn. So we're not done. That's why 2024 is really, right? It's like the last degrees, right? The last degree. It's, it's very karmic. It's very intense. It's very like, all right, what did we miss in this whole like couple decade cycle of being Pluto in Capricorn, right? What did we miss? Like, oh, whoosh, couple last swipes at systems and foundations, uh, the power structures that haven't been upgraded, that haven't had a death for a rebirth, right? So Pluto's taking his final swipes. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All around power, right? Pluto is power. Capricorn is structures. Capricorn is foundations. I don't know how that's going to unfold. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll talk more about that in the 2024 video coming up. Uh, okay. So feeling into how does that feel personally? How does that feel personally? Just knowing that in the background, there is this deep transformative cycle going on with him switching signs, with him switching signs out of Capricorn into Aquarius for us. There's a deeper, more transformative uh, thing happening in the background that's potentially a place to meditate. I am definitely going to dive deep into things on the 19th and the 20th for myself. Uh, this is, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's personally, it's hit my chart in like glorious ways. And I'm really, really welcoming in like the death for the rebirth, this evolution, evolutionary potential that Pluto brings, right? It's really stunning to me. Uh, okay. So that's something else to talk about really quickly. Uranus goes direct on the 27th. All planets are direct right now, except for Uranus who goes on the 27th. So there's this like, we're moving forward. It is a time for action. It is a time to move forward. It is a time to put things into place, to launch things, to get going. But the one thing that I do wanna share is to put things in place, to launch things for the longer term feel for that, right? It might be short term. It might be like, wow, no, this is just what really, really serves. But also just sit back and maybe take a moment and go like, okay, what is it for the long term that I can launch or that I can put into place or that I can take action on or steps towards, even if it's just like little tiny steps towards something for the long term, it's really supported. Again, partially, I mean, big reason why is because it's in Capricorn, but square the notes, square the notes. Like that's long-term, that's your soul's path. That's pretty long-term, right? That's like your whole life. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's really good to think long-term, to think bigger picture for yourself. 
All right, let me feel if there's anything. Here's a little bit of a caveat I wanna share around cautions. So a couple red flags. Uh, red flag around uh, this Mars trying Jupiter. Mars trying Jupiter. Jupiter can make things, uh, can blow things up, like expand them too far. Mars can be very associated with ego, right? So this trying Jupiter trying Mars, we can think that we've already made it. So this could be a time to just be careful. We can think we've already made it. We've already done it. We've already like, I don't know, put the plans in place. We've already got it. We've already got it. And it might be a little bit of a Capricorn smackdown, right? Capricorn smackdown, like, all right, you haven't grounded it yet, or you haven't gotten the, the full bigger picture plan yet. Like you've been seen too short term, too narrow minded. Mars can be very short term goal oriented. Mars wants a lot of satisfaction. And so he's all for short term goals. Like, oh my God, if I post a really good post on social media and I get a whole lot of likes today, I was gonna feel really good, right? Like that's Mars where Capricorn's like, I would like to have 100,000 additional people in my community in the next year. So I'm going to create swipe posts. I'm going to create infographics. I'm going to create like short, beautiful videos that invoke something for people or awaken something in people, right? It's that, those are kind of the two. It's like uh, short-term status. So just be, just you can play in that dance, right? You can like dance the dance. Um, just don't get too, um, don't get too sucked into that uh, that big <laughs> that that short term the the short term wins um, and denying the long term the long term gains that are available to us. Uh, let me feel if there's anything else. I feel like there's something else, but I want to look at the chart real quick. Let me just feel. There was something else that I was looking at. Uh, yeah, um, Neptune. One, two, three. So this um, Neptune and Mercury. <laughs> the mind um, might have a little bit of a challenge. Uh, hmm. The mind might be in a little bit of a dreamy space while Capricorn wants to ground things, earth things, be practical, get some plans in place. And the mind might be having a little bit of a daydreamy, hard time with that. So that's just something to kind of bring your attention to or your focus to around the mind. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you start to put plans in place with your heart. Maybe you start to put plans in place with other wisdom centers beyond the mind, right? Maybe you work in really strong energetic spaces to set these plans and the mind might not necessarily be able to comprehend what they are. I know I'm getting a little bit like wildly out there, um, but Capricorn is very body-based and so we can tap into body wisdom, right? It's earthy based, it's body-based. Like a lot of Capricorns I know, they have extreme levels of body wisdom. Like they have, they're just very aware of their bodies, their, their mechanics, they have this like capacity. And so feel into body wisdom. So this might be making plans based on body wisdom, right? It's just, just 
throwing some different stuff out there again for us all to feel into. All right, so beautiful to be here with you all. Thank you for everything that you bring to the community. Would love to see you all in the comments. I'm there the first two days. Would love to see you in the Facebook group. Would love to see you in membership. Right now we have a special 20% sort of a thing going on. If that sings to you, check out the link before below. It's only in January. Uh, what else can I share with you? I don't know, just grateful. Just really grateful. New moon blessings to you and happy 2024. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. Mm -hmm.